Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm very excited about today's show. Today, we're going to explore how to start your very own podcast with the world's leading podcast expert, Cliff Ravenscraft. If you've ever been thinking, oh, I love listening to podcasts, maybe I should start my own podcast, you're going to learn why there's no better time to start than now, and you're going to walk away with a lot of practical tips and advice that you can use to start your podcast, perhaps before the year is even up. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. With that, what I'd like to do is share my newest discovery. Here's a word from our tour guide. My newest discovery actually is a new function that we've installed at Social Media Examiner for this podcast, and it's voicemail. If you go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail, all lowercase, we have some really cool technology in place that allows you from your computer to leave us a voicemail question. And the way that I'm going to use these voicemail questions is I'm going to use these questions and perhaps I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, but I'm going to hand select certain questions to be included in future shows. And I will probably be the one answering those questions. So if you have any questions about content marketing, if you have any questions about blogging, if you have any questions about social media marketing, 
or even podcasting, I would encourage you to go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail and then use, simply use the uh, microphone that's on your computer and leave us a voicemail. You have an opportunity to mention your website and your company and we will cross link that information back into the show notes. So it's just a great opportunity for you to maybe make it onto our podcast and we have about um, 18,000 people that listen to this podcast every single week. So with that, let me go ahead and transition over to today's special guest. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I am so excited to be joined today by my good friend, Cliff Ravenscraft. If you don't know who Cliff is, he's the leading evangelist in the world on podcasting. He's coached many of the world's top business podcasters, including Michael Hyatt. You may know his show, This Is Your Life. Pat Flynn, who uh, has the wildly successful Smart Passive Income, and he's also coached me. Uh, Cliff is the founder of PodcastAnswerMan.com, which is a website I strongly recommend you check out, and he has a podcast by the very same name. As a matter of fact, he's produced over 3,000 podcast episodes, that's crazy, Cliff, for more than 30 different shows. Cliff, how are you? Hey, I've never been better, and it gets better every single day. Well, awesome. Cliff and everyone who's listening, today what we're going to do is explore the why aspect of why you should start a podcast and what you need to know to get underway. So Cliff, um, let's start with my first question. For people that are listening right now that maybe are thinking about starting a podcast, why is now a good time to start one? Absolutely. Now is a perfect time to start a podcast. Uh, for Number one, CNET reported uh, not too long ago that Apple is going to end up selling 1 billion iOS devices by the by 2015. Jeez. And in fact, already 410 million of these devices have already been sold. And not to mention the fact that Apple is I, – I love Apple because they now have an official podcasts app – which is uh, one of the first things that when you go to the app store, it's recommended that you download this short list of additional optional but additional official applications from Apple that are available to you for free. So if you go into the app store, the first thing that you're going to get is, hey, you should really download these apps. And one of them is the podcasts app. Another thing, September CNET reported that 500 million Android devices have already been activated. And it's super easy, Michael, if, if we go out into the public space and we're talking to somebody and we explain to them what a podcast is and and they say, wow, that sounds really interesting. And you say, well, do you have a phone, a, a smartphone, whether it be uh, Apple's iPhone, if it's the Android or even BlackBerry has it baked right into their operating system these days. And uh, it, it literally takes no more than five or 10 minutes to install an application on their phone and to download it for free and actually show them how to subscribe to their first podcast. And then they're hooked. There's Cliff, another. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Let's hear it. There's another good reason why now is a great time. And of course, th these, this has been true since podcasting first came out. But here's some interesting numbers for people, especially those who are in business. First of all, it's the number 30 million. That's the number of people who actually have a gym or a fitness club membership. Mm. 97 million people in the United States alone have one thing in common. And those 97 million people drive to and from work 
every day alone in their car with an average commute time of 26.2 minutes. Well, let's let's talk through this a little bit because uh, back in October, I had Mitch Joel on my podcast and we talked about um, why podcasting is, is, is going through a renaissance right now. And um, a couple things that I, that you keyed in on, I think are so critical. Number one, um, the, the new um, iOS operating systems, for example, if you upgrade your OS on, on an iPhone or if you get a new iPhone 5, has the iPod, I mean the podcast app pre-installed according to what I've heard. So, um, and then if you take all these crazy numbers that you've talked about, I mean, this is bigger than the population of the entire United States of latent potential listeners. And what I mean by that is it's still one of these things that a lot of people have to discover. And I'll be honest, I'm new to podcasting, not just as a podcast broadcaster, but also as a consumer of podcast. But as I begin sharing with my friends how cool it is, everybody begins to realize, oh my gosh, are you kidding? I don't actually have to just listen to the horrible shows that are on the radio. The other thing to keep in mind, Cliff, that I think is exciting is here we are near the end of the year and this gym membership stuff you're talking about is a big deal. And a lot of people's New Year's resolutions are going to be to get out and be more physical. And what a better thing to do than to have your podcasts. I also find, Cliff, that during the holidays, my podcast listenership goes up quite a bit. So, I mean, I think you've given a really compelling reason why people should start a podcast. But I guess one more question related to this is, why is today different than it was just even a couple of months ago, Cliff? Well, today is different than it was. Well, look, I, I would say it's not a whole lot different from a couple months ago, but I'd say it's different from a year or even several years ago when podcasting first came out. And that is the the it is literally the smartphone. Uh, the smartphone makes it super easy for anybody to uh, subscribe to from their device. They don't have to hook up a wire to a computer. They don't even have to be all that technical, technically savvy anymore. As long as they can actually click a, an icon for an app and do a search in a, in a little search box or, yeah, well, that's it, and click the button that says subscribe, from that point forward, is every time they open the app, your latest episode is going to be there for them. Well, I also think that um, when Apple just a few months ago announced their podcast app and decided to separate it out from iTunes, it kind of did say to the world of us podcasters, hey, we as Apple care about this 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 new medium or this growing medium enough that we're going to make it easier for people. And I found that um, with all the different categories that are on the, uh, the iPod, I mean the podcast app, um, if you can get your show up into some of those categories, it can have a radical effect on your listenership. And it's not all on like, um, you know, they've got these daily top 10 lists. Like it's like getting your book on the Amazon bestseller list. And I think, I don't know, have you heard anything about whether this podcast app has had a material impact for a lot of podcasters? Yeah, absolutely. And that that was one of the things that I was talking about with the iOS is the fact that you do have they they and and from what I know is it, it's not actually built in. What so for example, I just got a brand new iPhone 5 and I loaded it up and the podcast app isn't there. Oh, it wasn't. How, okay. No. But but if you go to the App Store to download and search for any app, the first thing that it does is says, "Hey, here are a couple apps that you really we highly recommend that you download. One is iBooks, one's podcasts. They have the um, what is the one where they teach you stuff? The university one. iTunes, you yeah. 
Yeah, so they have all of those things and, and they suggest that you download them. This has had a dramatic positive impact on 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 those who are listed uh, in in iTunes and actually are favorably ranked. And by favorably ranked, I mean that you're you know usually in the top ten or twenty or even in the top thirty. People are browsing around. And they have their top stations and stuff like that, which uh, I know that you and several of my other clients and even myself benefit from quite frequently. So, to the person who's listening right now who um, uh, wants to understand maybe what the different variety of podcast types there are or show types I'm talking about now. Um, I know you put on a number of shows ranging from podcast answer man to your newest one on the Lord of the Lord of the Rings. Um, can you briefly, um, explain some of the different formats that you personally produce? So I'm going to use you as an example, you know, showcase some of the different kinds of shows that you produce so people can understand the different kind of show formats that they may, may want to model if they're going to do their own show. Sure. I, I, I believe that there, you know, there is no limit to the type of podcast that can be created out there. And how I got into this started out as a hobby and it's with the entertainment uh, genre. And so I started out with the TV show Lost. We created the Lost podcast and we did the Heroes fan podcast, the Doctor Who podcast. Uh, I have the Hunger Games podcast. I have the Twilight Saga podcast. And and now I'm getting ready to launch. And by the time this is airing, I believe I will already have. If you go to Lord of the Rings podcast dot com, you'll see me there. And so um, basically these are shows where it is created. It's content that helps, you know, basically fans of these uh, existing brands come together and share their passion with one another. And so I absolutely love doing that style of podcast, basically uh, whether it be initial reactions to TV show episodes or chapters of a book, or if it's in-depth analysis, or if it's conversations among fans about what they think about various topics within the genre. Uh, fan podcast, entertainment-based podcast, that's a lot of fun. I okay, enjoy doing this. Now, let this. me pause you there for a second. Tell me a little bit about the structure of your Lord of the Rings podcast. Well, the Lord of the Rings fan podcast that I just launched, I'm starting with the book um, The Hobbit. And it is basically going to be chronicling my journey of becoming an authentic fan of the Lord of the Rings. I'm just somebody who started out with the with the movies, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. And uh, when they announced that The Hobbit was coming out and I've heard everybody talk about J.R.R. talking and I'm, I'm like, OK, I want to become a Tolkien fan. I want to find out what this is all about. I read the or I saw the the little cartoon of The Hobbit before. Uh, but now I want to really get in and find out why are people so crazy about you know this this fandom. So I, I'm actually reading The Hobbit, and after each chapter, I kind of share my initial reaction to what I've read. But I'm also reading some um, uh, commentaries on The Hobbit as well. And so when I record an episode, actually starting in episode number three, not only am I giving my initial reaction to maybe chapters four and five. But I'm also saying, okay, here's what I thought when I read chapter four and five. But here's some other interesting facts that I didn't even think of. And I don't think I'm going to be skipping these songs and these poems quite so easily anymore. I'm going to look for these deeper meetings. Okay, so we've talked about one type of a podcast, which is if you want to tap into some sort of a popular uh, entertainment uh, book, movie, so on and so forth. That's out right now, TV show. I know you do lots of other types of podcasts. Why don't you share another one with us? Sure. My wife and I do a show called Family from the Heart uh, at familyfromtheheart.com. And 
basically every week we get behind a microphone. We say this is a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscrafts. And it's basically – it really is the full definition of an authentic, uh, real-life audio reality show. And when I and the thing is, is I say it's authentic. You know, you, reality shows are all the rage these days. It seems like yeah, but they're uh, yeah. they're fabricated to create situations, right? It, exactly. There are, a lot of them are fa- fabricated. One of my favorite reality shows today is Duck Dynasty, and I think there's some authenticity to it. But certainly, the writers' room has some some things. Wouldn't it be great if they did this? Well, with Family from the Heart, we get we get behind the microphone and we talk about what authentically happens on a week by week basis. Some of the crazy things that are going on in our lives, what we're watching, what we're doing as a family. How we and and everything is true and it's authentic. It's not scripted at all. And there have been times when we get behind the microphone and we have no idea what we're going to say before we hit the record button, and we end up talking for an hour anyway. And some of those shows make me personally really nervous. Stephanie prefers that style. Uh, and it just comes off. And people love it. We literally have thousands of people who listen to every single episode of that show. And um, they, they really enjoy hearing that, um, you know, our crazy family, you know, that, that they're not alone in the struggles or the triumphs and joys and failures and setbacks that they have in their own lives. That's awesome. Now, I'm assuming the podcast Answer Man is the next example of, of a show that you produce where you happen to be an authority on something. Can you talk a little bit about what that show is all about and kind of how the show, for, show format for that one is may, maybe very different than what you're doing for all the others? Sure. Podcast Answer Man certainly is a is a show that stands out on its own. As a matter of fact, it's the well, it's actually there are two shows that I have that are that exist outside of my quote unquote network, uh, gspn.tv. The other one, real quickly, is the Virtual Assistant Podcast, and it's kind of like Podcast Answer Man uh, in that it's me sharing my experience and my knowledge as an expert going through something or becoming an expert in a field. For example, with the Virtual Assistant Podcast over at virtualassistantpodcast.com. But with Podcast Answer Man, um, it, this is my ongoing brand. This is where this is where I actually make all my money uh, is teaching people about my or teaching people from my experience. And when I launched Podcast Answer Man, episode number one, I, I said, "Gosh, people, folks, I just want to let you know I don't have all the answers. But what I what I what I will be is if you have questions, this is the place where you can come for answers." And over time, I became the person with the answers. And and even today, I don't have all the answers. I actually have to go look things up. But one of the things that I know is that I'm devoted to this podcasting thing. I've left my career after 11 years in insurance to pursue it full time. I've actually got more than my, I've actually got twice Malcolm Gladwell's. Uh, you know, expert status, number of hours invested. I've actually got more than 20,000 hours devoted to podcasting and new media. That's crazy. Well, folks, I think you can hear from Cliff that um, there's many different kinds of angles you can come at for the start of a podcast. You can go after a personal passion. Uh, maybe you have, uh, maybe you have something that you struggle with and there's lots of other people that struggle with it and you could go down that road, you know, on the emotional struggle side, you could go down the passion side, which Cliff is clearly doing on the, uh, 
the Lord of the Rings. And then also, if you are a business expert or you want to be a business expert, you can leverage some of your knowledge to do that as well. And there's a bazillion other formats that are out there. I mean, this format that I'm doing right now is is different because this is not really Mike Stelzner teaching. This is really Mike Stelzner extracting <laughs> knowledge from teachers. Yeah, I do. And also the other formats, you can do a solo show where, you know, it's just you and the microphone talking to the audience. Michael Hyatt does a great job of that. (laughs) He does. He does a great job. Uh, There's the co-hosted show. That's where you have a conversation with another person. Uh, There's the panel hosted show. I'm not a huge fan of this format. It can be done well. Uh, but sometimes it's a, it gets a little overwhelming to have more than two people actually consistently co- having conversations on the show. But it's done. Uh, and, and I actually subscribe to two shows that are panel hosted. Um, and then, of course, you ha- do have the interview format. There, there, like you said, there's a lot. Ma- matter of fact, one of my favorite uh, formats that I ever heard was something that uh, I think Father Roderick might even have coined the term sound seeing tours. Yeah, so I he heard said, you talk about that, and I listened to one of those. That's crazy. Tell people what that is. He, so basically, I found Father Roderick through this thing. He used to call it the Catholic Insider. It's still around today, even. And he was walking through the streets of Dublin, Ireland, with a stereo recorder. And and I, when you had your earbuds in, I was actually walking through my neighborhood here in northern Kentucky. But the audio was so clear and was in stereo, and he's walking down the streets of Dublin, Ireland, and there's this street musician playing the music of uh, Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the sidewalk and not really at my surrounding. And as I'm looking down at the sidewalk, walking through my neighborhood, it's like I'm walking through Dublin, Ireland. It's just amazing what you can do with audio. So Cliff, um, for the person who's listening right now who really enjoys consuming podcasts, but frankly is scared of taking the leap and starting his or her own podcast, what would you say? Well, if you're scared, I wouldn't recommend that you immediately start one for your business or your brand. So I would say to you, pick a hobby or something that you are extremely passionate about and start there. You know, there's something that's amazing that happens when you build relationships with other people around the world who are just as passionate about a subject as you are. And when the subject for which you're passionate about becomes the focus of the show, it, it helps take a lot of the pressure off. Well, I just want to add my thoughts here too. Um, it can be a little scary um, when you try something new. And um, I would just encourage you that I don't think neither Cliff nor I um, decided one day that we were meant to be podcasters. I think we just kind of fell into it. Wouldn't you agree, Cliff? I certainly fell into it, that's yeah, for sure. and I love it now. So I guess what I would say is... Um, study it. If you think that you want to do this, study some of the people that are really um, on the leading edge like Cliff. And, you know, I think it's going to make it a lot less scary because there is some stuff technologically that can be a little bit scary. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, Cliff, audio or video podcasting? I know most of us, when we talk about podcasting, we presume audio, but we we know that video is also part of it. Um, Which type of podcast is more consumed and because we're talking to marketers right now generally they're trying to attract the largest conceivable audience so which is better audio or video when it comes to consumption and why i believe hands down it would be audio there are very few people who argue with me on that fact or on that on my view 
but but I'm certain I'm 100% it, it certain it is audio. Uh, there are a number of widely popular video podcasts out there, but those are very few and far between. Uh, hands down, if you look through the top 10 categories on any category in um, in iTunes, and and you're not like, I mean, you can sort by audio only and sort by video only, but if you don't do any of the sort sorting it out and you just look overall, what are the top podcasts? Audio is certainly at the top. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I like audio more than anything else. Number one, you can listen to it just about anywhere, whether you're walking the dog, uh, driving down the road, mowing the lawn. <laughs> I've done that, listening to a podcast, doing the dishes. I hate to do the dishes, but man, if I'm listening to a good podcast, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> it, I, it keeps my mind on on something else. So um, just don't drop your iPhone in the sink. <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing is, is people will argue it's like, well, the future is content uh, via the, you know, video. People want to see video. And I'm like, I believe in video and YouTube is certain. I believe if you're a brand or a business, you ought to be doing something with YouTube for sure. The you know, world's number two search engine. Uh, but I believe creating content for video, uh, usually video has to be shorter. Ten minutes or less is is usually the the rule of thumb there. But man, if you really want to have a weekly show where you get a good 20 to 40 minutes worth of audio or content uh, delivered on a weekly basis to your subscribers, video is not the way to do it. So uh, certainly audio. I want to share two little antidotal things. Um, Number one is regarding video. Social Media Examiner um, did a lot of video expert interviews. As a matter of fact, we've done dozens, maybe even over 100, and I know one of them was with you. The challenge with video is not just the cost of production and editing, which is enormous compared to the audio podcast, but the uh, the bigger challenge is actually consumption. The podcast that we're doing right now will have more people listening to this podcast in the first 24 hours of its release than than nearly any of our videos ever did over their entire life. And I think the reason why is the following, which is my second point. We as human beings have one capability that is um, unique, which is our ability to listen and do things at the same time. When you watch a video, it's impossible to multitask. You can't watch a video and read something at the same time. Um, You can't watch a video and even do anything at the same time. You can't watch a video and drive a car. You can't watch a video and run. You can't do any of those kind of things. But with audio, we can listen. And there's a reason why radio has been so popular. We can listen and do other things. And I think this is the key that will make audio never, ever, ever go away. So anyways, that's my little rant. Um, let's I love it. By the way, I love that. I could, I mean, that rant right there, I've said that so many times. I'm so thankful to hear somebody else saying that and arguing <laughs> those points. And uh, audio, viva la audio. That's there all you I go. Say. There you go. Um, let's talk about show frequency. Um, I've got a lot of friends who are podcasters, and some of them publish once a quarter, some publish once a month, some publish every week, like uh, Pat uh, Flynn and myself. Um, and then some publish even multiple times a week, like Chris Brogan. It's it's random. Sometimes it's two or three days in a week, and sometimes it's one. Um, talk to me about frequency. Um, once again, from a marketing perspective, what is the ideal frequency in your opinion? Great. Um, well, first of all, it depends on the reasons why you're creating the podcast and what your desired outcome is. 
uh, if you want to remain, in my mind, if you want to remain top of mind, and of course, from a marketing perspective, isn't that what we want? We want to be on the top of people's minds. Uh, I believe that weekly is the format of choice. Um, I do advise against anything more than once a week, although there are people that do it. Uh, people who subscribe to podcasts are kind of funny in that they they really don't like to miss an episode of your show. If they've subscribed to your content, they really do want to consume all of it. And if you want to find out, and, and this is, and by the way, I've been saying this. I've been doing this quote-unquote litmus test for, for this thing that I say right here. Uh, for the last five, well, yeah, five years, at least five years, um, if you go to Twitter and do a search and do a search for the phrase behind on podcasts and and you'll be blown away. You'll find that even today, within the last 24 or 48 hours, people are out there complaining about the fact that they're behind on podcasts mm. uh, for for a specific show. And I'm that type of person. There's Father Roderick Von Hogan. He's one of my favorite podcasters to listen to. Um, out of over 700 or 800 episodes, I've never missed this. Well, I've, I will tell you, I have missed out of 800 some odd episodes. I may have missed about seven episodes where I got so far behind, I did delete them uh, and, and just started listening with the most recent. Um, but after, I, I think that happened to me twice. And after I did that twice, I vowed I'd never do that again. And not, and this isn't just me. I've talked to hundreds of other people about this in conversations one-on-one. I'd rather unsubscribe from a podcast than to get five or six or seven podcast episodes behind, delete those, and just listen to the most recent one. So what I hear you saying, before I move on to this next question, um, what I hear you saying, Cliff, is that you should be consistent, whatever you do. And, yeah. and and weekly is the ideal situation because just like people have their favorite weekly television shows that they watch, they will get programmed to receive your podcast on Thursday and mine on Friday or whenever you happen to publish it. And, um, and, and, and you should be consistent. Yeah, consistency is the key, uh, not necessarily weekly. Weekly is what I recommend for top of mind, but Perfect. You're perfectly fine with two episodes per month spaced equally apart, usually about two or two and a half weeks apart from each other is perfectly fine. Um, once a month, you're really only going to sustain your most loyal of followers. Uh, you're, you'll be forgotten within a month uh, if you're going for the top of mind awareness. Uh, so basically, in most cases, I recommend weekly. But the one thing that I suggest that you do avoid is giving them more than one a week. I know Chris Bergen, you're saying, is doing it. Uh, I got a great friend of mine. He does a, an expert interview every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. I really believe you're overfeeding your audience. But however, remember, it goes back to what I said. It depends on your reasons for creating podcast content. Now, if you want to, quote unquote, play around with the rankings of iTunes, creating an expert interview every day of the week five days of the week and they actually base it upon downloads and you got all these experts telling people about their interview with you and you do that just right guess what you can stay in the top 10 of itunes for a very long time with that method okay so i want to skip to my question about equipment um this is probably one of the biggest hurdles and i know this because i'm staring at an entire big old bunch of equipment right in front of me and i know you have some in your place as well. And I know you could speak at length about this and I don't want you to speak at length about this because we don't have an enormous amount of time left, but I do know that you have a lot of great resources at your website where people can learn about 
getting the kind of equipment that you that you and I use. So where would you send people to learn about the equipment that they need to get started? Well, um, the first place I would send them is to the oldest web page on my website, and that is at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. There you'll see a list of each of the items that I use, an explanation of what those items are, and even why I chose to use them. And then, of course, uh, I think it's linked to on that site, but if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup, there's a tutorial that you can purchase there called Inside the Studio, which is a step-by-step guide of how I hook all my stuff up and my podcasting workflow from beginning to end. Uh, and not only that, but even if you don't want to buy the tutorial, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup, you actually have pictures on that page that's where you can see my studio, how it evolved over the years. Now, audio is a big deal. And you and I are talking through Heil PR40 microphones, I think. I know I am. I don't know about you. Absolutely. Uh, talk, a, talk a little bit about why this is the one area where you should really invest is in the audio microphone. Well, that's the thing. You, you mentioned earlier about the, you know, one of the differences between video and audio is, is video is so time consuming. But also, if you're looking, if you're going for professional quality, um, audio, it, it's very easy to get a professional sound. And by professional sound, I mean where your audio quality is as good, if not better than any FM radio DJ out there. You can actually duplicate that at a reasonably low cost, comparatively anyway. Uh, for about $1,500, you can actually duplicate the sound of a radio station, an FM radio station, which is pretty amazing. And it's important these days that you have good audio quality because there are more and more podcasts coming out these days. And you, by the way, uh, you can start a podcast with nothing more than your built-in microphone into your iMac. Uh, that is yeah. We don't want to scare we don't want to scare people away because fifteen hundred bucks is not necessarily the price of entry. <laughs> no, uh, in fact, you can have really awesome audio quality. Uh, in my opinion, for as little as two hundred or three hundred dollars, uh, you can have pretty decent audio quality with as little as you know fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, there's a lot of range out there. Uh, the fifteen hundred, honestly, I don't know many people that would ever need to spend more than that. And that's, of course, if you're doing this super, you know, on a super serious scale like myself, you or Michael Hyatt, uh, which, by the way, all three of us pretty much use the same gear. Um, so uh, the key take home point is that there's a lot of podcasts that are out there. And frankly, a lot of them sound really crappy. And when you sound really professional, that is a good step in the right direction for people wanting to hear more from you. I mean, especially if you have great content coupled with great equipment, which is exactly what Cliff is doing. Cliff, I do have one more question I want to ask you. Um, I know that on your show, you often take pre-recorded audio questions from listeners. For anyone who's listening right now that wants to know how they can essentially take pre-recorded questions and um, somehow integrate them into their podcast, and I don't want you to go into the technical nuances of how to integrate it, but how could someone easily get pre-recorded questions to be used in a podcast? Well, the great news is I have a blog post about this at podcastanswerman.com slash voicemail, all one word, and uh, I will just give you the three different ways that I get voicemail feedback for my shows. Uh, one is I have a voicemail feedback telephone number that people can call 
24 hours a day and seven days a week. And every time somebody leaves a voicemail there, it sends me an audio file via email. Uh, there's a software called SpeakPipe. It's at speakpipe.com, I believe. But anyway, it's linked to in that blog post that I told you about. Anyway, this is where people can use any microphone that's attached to their, to their computer. And right from my website, they can leave feedback for the show. Or, and of course, Podcast Answer Man, guess what? I'm talking to a lot of podcasters. And so why not send in super high quality audio and so they can use their own recording gear and attach that as an MP3 file to an email to my feedback at whatever email address I have. And not to mention the fact that a lot of people out there have iPhones and Android devices and there's lots of voice memo software. Why not have them record that and just say, hey, your iPhone has voice memo, just Record something and click the email button and send it to like feedback at gspn.tv. So there's a lot of ways to do that. And of course, including it in your show, it, it, there, there's there's plenty of ways that you can get that done as well. Yeah. And Cliff turned me on to SpeakPipe and uh, we have at socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail also recently implemented um, SpeakPipe. So if somebody wants to see how it works, um, it's pretty cool. Well, Cliff... Um, this has been really awesome, and I hope that people that are listening right now are just beginning to get a flavor for what is possible with podcasting. There's so much to it, and it's an entirely gargantuous niche and industry that is just out there with hundreds of millions of people waiting for you to reach out to and connect to as a podcaster, and I have been evangelizing podcasting since I started, and I, I just wanted to bring you on to 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 introduce you to my audience so that a lot of people can realize how easy this is and how Cliff is the man. Cliff, if folks want to learn more about the podcast Answer Man and you and your shows, where would you send them? The first place I would recommend that you go is podcastanswerman.com. You're going to see a lot of stuff there. Uh, but if you want to see some of the things that I'm doing as far as examples of what's possible, then I encourage you to check out the Generally Speaking Production Network. That's the name of my overall network. It's how I got started as a hobby and built it into a whole, <laughs> whole lot more. But you can go to gspn.tv, and that's gspn.tv slash shows is a list of all my shows. And I strongly recommend you check out Cliff's uh, weekly podcast. Um, what is it? It's just Podcast Answer Man. Is that the name of yeah. it? Yeah, it's the Podcast Answer Man podcast at podcastanswerman.com. Yeah, so check out his podcast. I'm a loyal listener, and uh, I listen to it while I go on walks on Saturday morning. So, Cliff, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day uh, and for sharing some of your insight with our audience today. Well, Michael, thank you for having me on your show. I, it's an honor. I'm so delighted by your success, and uh, thank you so much for being a, an evangelist for helping people get their message out to the world. Thanks, Cliff. Talk to you soon. Well, I think you can tell Cliff Ravenscraft really knows what the heck he's talking about when it comes to podcasting. Be sure to check him out at podcastanswerman.com. Also, if you missed any of the things that Cliff and I talked about, you can get them at the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 20. Also, if you really enjoy the Social Media Marketing Podcast, I would love it if you would visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. What this will do is pre-populate a tweet into your Twitter stream that basically just tells your friends about the podcast. This brings us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Stelzner. If you love what you've heard, please head over to uh, give us a rating and a review and subscribe on iTunes. And you can do that by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com 
slash iTunes. I hope that you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.